This is a GRDC podcast. Sowing crops earlier than traditional start dates has certainly grown in popularity as growers manage the annual balancing act of taking advantage of plant available soil moisture and attempting to beat the twin scourges of frosted crop and at the other end of the season, heat stress crops. Sowing a canola program early has a whole list of advantages and scientists and researchers continue to refine and sharpen strategies to lift yield results ever higher. Now I was lucky enough to coincide a visit to Canoundra in central west New South Wales with the harvest of some early sown canola trials that New South Wales DPI research agronomist Cole McMaster had in the ground. Now I managed to corral him long enough to talk about sowing canola early but we started off talking about a 2017 survey that looked at the adoption of early sowing. The survey area was in central New South Wales so it covered from Tottenham to Lake Ajelico, from Peak Hill down to Marsden and also sort of in the high rainfall down from say Manildra to Dugong. So over half the paddocks were sown between the 10th of April and the 22nd of April. So traditionally we didn't start sowing till the 25th of April but clearly there has been a shift where growers are now actually sowing significantly earlier than that traditional Anzac Day period. Are they doing it well though? Are they getting the results that they need? It has been favourable, it has been going quite well. I think the key message that we've got to do that yes early sowing is a really good viable option but it's the whole package that needs to be done so it needs to be have the, the appropriate variety selected so a, a slower developing variety. The key thing is Yes, we can sow early, but we want to make sure that that flowering time stays the same. So in this area around Canoundra, we don't want to start seeing yellow flowers till early August. So if we sow early and we select a fast variety that starts flowering in June, July, we're opening ourselves up for a lot of you know, frost risk and those sort of things. So yes, we can sow early, but we just want to make sure we select a slower developing variety. You select a slower developing variety. What happens at the other end of the season, though, when, you know, when the, the heat starts to come in? Yeah, I think that's the, the, the key to it. So through the OCP project, CSRO have done some, some modelling and on probability, if we start flowering in early August, that's the best quality time to actually do the flowering period for us. So then we can actually beat the heat stress. So we don't want to, if we flower earlier, we're going to have a lot of frost risk. And if we have it flowering later, well, then we're also going to have that heat stress. So it's really... a it's a matter about understanding your variety, when you sow it, and how that's actually going to perform and when it's going to start flowering is the key thing. Is that information available? Yes, yeah, so GRDC, there's a little handout, 10 tips for early sowing, and, and that data is available on that. So for the various regions, uh, you can see when is your, your best time to actually start flowering and what varieties can help you achieve that for particular sowing dates. Now you mentioned that it's really the whole package that you need to embrace with early sowing. What are some of the other issues people need to think about? Yeah, sure. So I suppose firstly, the summer period is vital to make sure that you capture and retain your summer moisture. And so then you've actually got a, a profile of moisture that you can, then the key is to try and grow a root system can access that moisture. So earlier sowing helps you to actually capture that deeper moisture. But if you haven't got any deeper moisture there, well, then obviously you've got nothing to actually access. And so. 2018 has been proof positive of that, hasn't it? In some of the, uh, the stressed crops have delivered some result at the end of the season. Yeah, look, 2018 was a, a shocker around Canoundra area. So, but we were fortunate in 2017 to get some rainfall in November, December. And effectively, we ended up growing our crops on that 
previous December's rainfall. So we started the year at sowing time this year with 114 millimetres of plant available moisture within the profile and we only ended up getting 110 millimetres of in-crop rainfall. So it's amazing that we grew anything but it's largely based on that deeper moisture that we got from the previous season during the summer. Do people dry sow canola? Yeah, they certainly do. So, um, I suppose soil type also has a bit of an impact on that as far as the effectiveness of that. But no, certainly dry sowing is an option. Probably not your whole canola program, but a percentage of your canola program. And there's just some things to be, you know, as far as you're hoping to get a bit of rainfall to actually help get it up. Okay, so let's look at some of the other sowing practices that people need to think about, like I suppose seeding rates and establishment rates. What should they be looking for or aiming for? Yeah, sure. So one of the benefits of early sowing, if you do happen to get a poorer establishment, the, the plant has time to compensate. So we had some trials here this year where we only ended up having you know, eight plants a metre squared. Now you certainly wouldn't target to get eight plants a metre squared, but when you do get some low plant numbers uh, due to a poor establishment, if you sow early, the plant has time to compensate. It effectively turns into a bit of a tree. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. There branches everywhere on these plants. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just sort of, it branches more, it has time to actually compensate. But if you're sowing later, the plant hasn't got that time to compensate anywhere near as effective. Okay, so seeding rates, uh, is there any rule of thumb there? Yeah, sure. So for, for this particular area, we're trying to get rather than seeding rate it's actually plant density that we're actually chasing so anywhere between 20 to 40 plants a meter squared is what we're targeting and to get that then you need to know what your seed size is an establishment percentage and your germination percentage so rather than just assume a seeding rate uh, your seed size will determine what sort of a seeding rate you need why is that so basically larger seeds you're going to for the same seeding rate you're going to have less plants a metre squared because the seed is larger, it actually weighs more. So, And smaller seeds, uh, for the same given seeding rate, you're going to get more plants. The thing is, the larger seeds, if you're actually putting into more marginal conditions, you can actually get better establishment percentage with larger seeds. So you can actually chase moisture more effectively compared to smaller seeds. So just keep that in mind so you can have some big seeds. If you use the same seeding rate, you might have a low plant population because of those bigger seeds. And what about sowing depth? That comes into it, particularly in relation to the seeding size. Yeah, correct. So you can actually chase moisture more confidently if you've got a larger seed size. So a smaller seed size, it's a very risky, you know, you're doing it a lot more risk. So uh, we did an establishment survey back in 2017 and seed size was the main factor that improved establishment across the Central West region. So growers really need to keep that in mind. As we know in that early to mid-April period it can be very hot. Is that something that growers need to take account of? But maybe you know, is that something that growers might say well uh, geez it's too hot to sow? Yeah look it's a serious consideration. You're obviously going to need a high level of management. So it's still an opportunity if you get a, a good rainfall event, you've got the moisture there, the thing is that you're going to lose it far quicker compared to May. So it's a matter about capitalising on those opportunities so so that's when things like seed size is going to be really important even removing your stubble can play a big part sowing speed is another one so the faster you go the more bounce you can get and so your seed depth can vary a lot more and that's not good and that's not good yeah, exactly yeah that's right and also I suppose the other thing would be is in fertiliser separation so phosphorus fertiliser separation from the seed as well so if you're putting on rates higher than 10 kilos of P per hectare that can really 
knock your establishment around far more when the fertiliser's with the seed. Let's look now at soil fertility through the year. What's important there? Yeah, certainly nitrogen has been a real key factor for canola. So seeking to sow early to really get the best yield potential that you can, you need to make sure that nitrogen isn't your main limiting factor. So a bit of a rule of thumb is about 80 kilos of nitrogen per tonne of, of grain. So make sure that you've got enough nitrogen so it's not the limiting factor. So with wheat, if we apply too much nitrogen, we can get a bit of a haying off effect. But with canola, we've never been able to actually get you know, with some very high rates of N, we haven't been able to get the yield to hay off. So certainly make sure that you've got enough nitrogen to capitalise on that extra yield potential. Now, while the crop is growing, are there any increased disease or pest risks from sowing early? Yeah, look, there certainly has been. We've been fortunate to have Susie Sprague come and do some trials with us here. And if we ended up sowing early and selecting the wrong variety, so it's actually flowering in that June-July period, it's also increasing the risk of aerial blackleg. So generally speaking, we haven't been worrying about blackleg. It's more from a canker that we've been concerned about. But sowing early, if you're selecting the wrong variety, you can actually get some more aerial blackleg, so blackleg infection within the canopy. And look, we've had some yield decreases of you know half a tonne to a tonne to the hectare from that aerial blackleg. So it's a significant and, risk. And that's from flowering too early, is it? Yeah, so that's sort of, it's just more conducive conditions. Flowering early is going to be more conducive conditions for the, the blackleg infection. So again, it's going back to really understanding your variety phenology to make sure that if you're so early that you're not flowering earlier as well. So a slower developing variety that flowered in the optimum period, the pot infection, the aerial blackleg wasn't anywhere near as severe compared to when it was flowering earlier. How successful has early sowing proved to be for growers who are doing it right? Yeah, sure. Look, I think this year is the classic example around here. If you're able to get your, your canola established early, we've basically got the header going around the paddocks. Those that were sown late have already, generally speaking, been grazed and we haven't been able to actually get a crop. So uh, it's more about establishing a root system that can access that deeper moisture and that's where the early sowing can really have a, a massive part to, to play in that. And there's a link in the show notes to a great GRDC publication that's a very handy guide to early sowing of canola. As Molly used to say, do yourself a favour. My thanks to Col McMaster and to his helpers who let me steal him away for a while during a very busy part of the season for them. Yeah.